Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Servan from Conscious Innovation. And at the moment, we are digging deep into the concept of trust through our learning project called the House of Trust. And uh, it's aimed at people, uh, some of you who love to invest and positively influence social change. Okay, so trust is a very vast topic. It touches our political systems, or our home, or workplaces, or communities, or and our inner lives. Um, there is never enough conversation or exploration about trust. So today we're going to have another one, and uh, I'm thrilled to welcome Roshana Arasaratnam today, who is a specialist in sustainable and public finance, among many other things. And um, welcome, Roshana. about you, uh, who you, who you are briefly, just to uh, just so that people know who uh, they are listening to, uh, who you are and, and what you love to focus on in your life and work. Sure. Uh, so I'm Shana Sutman. Um, my why is, you know, how we break down boundaries between disciplines and organizations in order to move money for good. And I'm agnostic about, you know, what sector, where that operates. Um, but what I'm really interested in the moment is about social policy uh, and how we bring that into the financial arena and particularly maybe how financial services are, are thinking about that. Um, so I've had a squiggly career moving between private and public sector and not-for-profits and um, across disciplines as well. So I'm an economist, a chartered accountant, I'm probably lapsed in both of those, but um, also an interest in social policy and organisational design as well. Wow. So I'm hearing that you speak many, many different languages, sectors, languages. You have many, a lot of different content. Your, your head must be very, very busy. Um, I think I'm a translator. I'm trying to help people communicate across that, those boundaries. Fantastic. We need more of you. So, Roshan, I'm curious, what is your definition of trust in a nutshell? Yeah, this... Um, because you, you know, kindly shared a question in advance, it really got me thinking. And so I'm an economist by training. I mean, that's my primary discipline. Uh, and I went, I went back to economics um, and where it isn't really actually defined in that way. But I think it's about kind of that free exchange, kind of one-to-one -one or between groups without the monitoring and without the checking in it's kind of that kind of openness to exchange uh, and actually when i was thinking about this it really took me back to so my undergraduate dissertation was actually on the it's a book called the logic of collective action and it's about man by man Olson. so it's not an economics classic but it's about how groups come together and why do groups form and um and I think at the heart of that is about trust. It is about how we open ourselves up to accepting and in economics, it's kind of about exchange and we kind of think that's quite transactional, but actually it's kind of more than that. Um, so I, that's how I, I don't think I have a definition, but I think that's how I sort of approach it. So yeah, the exchange and it just, it, it feels as it connects back to that role of you, yours, which is the, being a translator. Is, is this easier when you are trans to, to, to facilitate exchange or to be the exchange 
when you are when it's easy for you to translate it to have knowledge or understanding or awareness of different worlds i think it's really important you're going to bring sectors together particularly between private and public and the not-for-profit you need that empathy to build break down those boundaries and i think we're going to need that approach if we want to move capital for good so i think it's really important oh it's definitely been a driving force for me to do that uh, across different sectors so we've got so let me just see what i'm what, what dots i can connect here you got the translation you've got knowledge and awareness of different sectors and 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 content and and and, and fields of works you have that empathy to make that exchange flow nicely and there is an article view recently uh, on the social media, which is a great, great success. And that it, it really resonates with me as well, very much so. It's called Specialist Generalist Will Save the World. And it's pretty much what you've just said, right? Yeah, yeah so that was inspired by, I have a friend who set up a consultancy and she calls herself a Specialist Generalist. And then there's also a book called Range by David Epstein. And um, it really speaks about how important it is to have people who can move a lot across sectors and disciplines. Not, not everyone has to do it, but it's important to value that as a skill set. And I think at the time, I mean, I've just left a corporate role in a big organisation where I was there for nearly a decade. You know, I'm finding having that conversation with recruiters and others a bit difficult because they want to put you in a box. And actually, if your value is actually being a connector, then you don't want to be put in a box. You want to say, my value is actually I can do different things. And you need, you know, you need the specialist, but you also need the wide angle lens to bring in um, new ideas. And I, you know, I teach a class in sustainable finance at Cambridge. And when I see the people, I see other people on swiggly careers, people specialised in human rights and now working in ESG or lawyers turned impact investors. So they also are trying to break down these barriers and silos in order to say, if we want to move money to do good, we're going to have to let go of some, maybe something that we are doing now, or we need to bring in something new from a different area as well, because no one person or area has the answers. If we had the answers, it's just there wouldn't be an industry in sustainable finance. Like well, we'd, we'd be have done. Fixed a lot of things, right? Exactly. I wonder. You know, I'm curious about people's assumptions and 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 uh, thoughts and feelings and 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 just I'm always want to check what's in the way. So about the, for instance, the recruiters. What would you? What do they assume that? might currently stop them from trusting and sort of untraditional background uh, in the sector? Well, I think as, you know, as soon as someone strays from the norm or the escalator path, I think there's always a question mark about, well, what's this person trying to do? And then it might get to us like, well, are you really committed to this? Or can you do, you know, what, how deep really is your expertise or is there a reason? And I haven't been moving frequently, but I have moved between, between sectors. So I think it just raises a question mark for some people. Mm. I would have to say that actually in those years when you move, that's always been my biggest growth. 
because that's the year when you learn the most and you're most challenged. Mm. One move between private to public sector actually probably didn't work out that well for me. And I, you know, I didn't necessarily say that well for as long as I thought I would. But actually the move when I moved from the public sector to the private sector and the point where a lot of public sector organisations were coming to the capital markets, I think having come from that sector very much hopefully built empathy because I, I came from the sector that was going to the capital markets and also had that credibility with investors and as well. But also you're trying to deal with fear. I mean, why does trust not build? It's about fear and a sort of power dynamic as well. Mm -hmm. And I think in all areas of financing, there is, you know, here's the investor, here's the investee who holds the power. And it's, and it's exactly the same dynamic in not-for-profits um, with grants and the same dynamic with the public sector between taxpayer and public sector or even central government and, and local government. And so for me, actually having moved between sectors, I think, I would hope, breaks down some of those barriers of fear and helps to build trust. Mm. And I think as the state, I still think it's at the heart of moving capital because if you think about all the moves towards disclosure or even impact investing, there's still this accountability, which is kind of at the heart of it. So like, I don't trust you to do with, I'm giving you this money to do this, but I don't trust you to do it without putting in place these parameters mm. and I'm, I'm not saying that we should get rid of you know having a, a, um, a percentage return or okay. an impact but I'm just saying that's part of it it can be part of that discussion mm. and I find that at odds with so I'm on the board of a women's rights organization and we're really trying to push flexible funding so we give money to our partners but when we don't necessarily specify what it's for mm. to kind of unpick that construct but that's really at odds in a way with almost the push or in some way in impact investing which is very much we're strengthening that accountability and mm. maybe controls if you see it that way um, or even you know that increased disclosure as well so I think there are sort of contradictory forces that are kind of pushing against what we're trying to do. Mm. So is, do you have a sort of a, a, a story there that, that illustrates or, you know, I'm keeping in mind confidential, <laughs> confidential data. Is there a story that can illustrate as well um, uh, these elements and more of these elements that constitute trust, these unconditional things you mentioned, empathy, you mentioned flexibility, you mentioned that translation effort, you mentioned a lot of things already. Do you have a story that? Well, I think just on a very personal basis, so I recently invested in a startup. Yeah. And you'd think as a finance person, you know, I'd look at business plan and do all the check I, I didn't do any of that mm -hmm. you know I fundamentally believed in what they were doing mm -hmm. I believed in the people mm -hmm. and I gave them my money mm -hmm. so you know, that's an extreme that's an extreme version but 
you know, I don't regularly watch Dragon's Den, but, you know, when I talk to people who are in fintech or um, venture capital, I mean, they essentially are investing in the person. They're trusting that that person or the team can deliver. It's a bet and, you know, there's a probability, but that's what they're investing in. So I just think on the, a very personal basis, we, we make these decisions every day, right, on where we invest, you know, whether it's our time or effort or energy mm -hmm. uh, and all of those things, you know, not even money about, and in all of those things is an element of, yeah, that it will be reciprocated as well, which is also a big part of economic, you know, economic, is that, you know, you build trust to have that reciprocity as well. Mm -hmm. So Roshana, let's go back onto that specialist generalist topic not issue topic yeah and um and i'm curious to and just to i'm aware that well many many people are like that in the world and scratching their head as to how they can share all the good they can bring in the world but now they can share that to more people and and be heard and could and how they can contribute so i wonder what's the mechanism for building in a trust when you are a specialist journalist in that social impact investment ecosystem yeah no i was thinking about this as particularly sort of what does inner trust look like is that you know how do you internalize it so i think out in the world it's always just about having that open mindset it's sort of i think specialist journalists we you know we find everything interesting so oh here's this thing so a little bit magpie about it mm -hmm. but what we're trying to encourage everyone or invite people is to keep being open to be to keep looking across and find value in all sorts of different things and not to close down opportunities mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're i think we're sending out into the world i mean i have to say not i think issues in all professions but i think particularly in finance there is sort of a given well we you know we have always done it like this we've always used this matrix this is the risk and return paradox that we're used to. And I think, you know, we still are moving the dial between risk, return and impact. That, you know, that's where we're trying to move towards. So I think the first thing is always just to, you know, trust in your North Star, like this is what we're moving towards. Mm -hmm. You will find your community. So from that article, just a number of people who said, oh yeah, this really resonates with me and, how I'm trying to fill, fill my box, you know, trying to fill lots of boxes. But then I think in terms, it's really an invitation for other people to keep being curious and open and to understand that we don't have the answers. None of us have the answers. Um, so, so to keep working together. That's interesting, that element of collaboration and search and quest about solving a problem together rather than talking about the job you want to do because the jobs evolve uh when you have a, a big problem to solve right yeah an article not so long ago about asking kids instead of asking kids uh, or young people what do you want to do when you grow up to instead ask them what problems do you want to tackle yes and why do you want to tackle them? Exactly. So not only the what, but the why, because that's going to be the driver. And to... That's the thing that's going to make sense when you look back. 
And, and, and that's so uh, interesting is then the, to know how to do it then, then they have to offer you the job. Yeah, well, yes. But I think it's an understanding that, you know, no one person has the eye as the answers. What the specialist generalist is going to be really good is that sort of joining the dots or bringing those left field ideas and keeping that sense of openness mm. across lots of different people who will all be bringing their special talents as well. Oh, this is wonderful. I mean, thank you for, for giving us pointers to look at that notion of convening, of connecting the dots, of inviting people to collaborate and join a conversation, of being open to all the knowledge and the awareness in the room so that we've got a big, bigger picture of what's really going on and, and to serve a purpose uh, with all these, these elements. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Is there anything else you want to invite people to think about before we close this conversation, Roshana? I think just to be, yeah, continuing to question yourself about your own openness to new ideas, because even in the impact investing community of the sustainable finance, we are also guilty of our own bubble and, and not being open as we would. And so, you know, with, with the crisis in Ukraine, you know, there has been a lot of criticism about, well, is this the end of ESG? And actually, I think it actually opens up to, we, we need the scrutiny about where values come with moving capital. So I think it's sort of, yeah, to keep sort of questioning, well, how open am I to new ideas and new ways of thinking? Mm -hmm. um, because that's what's going to keep, keep moving us forward. What a wonderful homework that you're sharing with us today. Thank you so much, Roshana. You're welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Wow, what a lot to think about today. I'm glad to hear that the notion of specialists, generalists can totally be associated with impact investing and social finance and that there is value in the rich experience that we bring in, not just spreadsheets. I love the ideas as well of uh, connecting the dots. That leads me to our next guest. Katie Brown, who is also someone who connects dots, and she's totally open to new conversations and to discovering new perspectives. We'll be talking about transitions, how you move on from one space to another in your life, and how you negotiate this change, especially when you operate in a sector that requires you to be quite technical. What permission do you seek? So I'm looking forward to this. The show is available to listen to anywhere you can find your podcasts and it's completely free. And for more insights, events and resources, you can head to my website, servanmoisin.co.uk and subscribe to my regular Conscious Innovation Update. This is Servan from Be and Think in the House of Trust. Bye-bye.